Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. I, I feel like once it airs, I'll, I'll finally feel that sense of like, okay, that chapter is finally closed. You know, a job like this ending incredibly bittersweet because not only do we not get to do this work together anymore, but we just don't get to be together in the same capacity anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the biggest loss, I think. Yeah. Mandy Moore is finally processing the fact that it's all over for This Is Us, the hit NBC drama that ended its run on Tuesday night after six seasons and more than 100 episodes. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this bonus edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, Mandy Moore is here to discuss the finale of This Is Us. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Understandably, saying goodbye to This Is Us has not been an easy task for Mandy Moore, so she leaned into that, especially when it came to wrapping up the NBC series with the train scenes. However, once it got to the final scene of the penultimate episode, as well as the actual finale scenes with Milo Ventimiglia, the duo talking while lying in bed on the train in the afterlife, that became much more difficult. In fact, Moore couldn't help but begin crying while talking to Variety's Emily Longaretta while discussing it. Emily began by asking more how she was feeling. Oh gosh, I I mean, I don't know if it's sunk in. I guess I'm slowly beginning to really process that it's over. Um, yeah, I feel like the the you know final nail in the coffin will probably be once it airs. Uh, I know it's already aired, but this is pre pre <laughs> finale airing. So yes, I um I I feel like once it airs, I'll I'll finally feel that sense of like okay, that chapter is finally closed. Yeah, it's not many people get to be part of a show that not only has had such a strong run uh, on NBC, but also is filled with people who are actually very delightful people and really love each other still. It seems like you guys all are really actually a family, which is such a nice, refreshing thing for you, for you I would assume. I, yes, for us. I mean, I, I haven't been a part of a television show before, so I wouldn't know it any other way, but I do know that we're spoiled. I know this is not often the case with long-running shows. Um, but it's true. Like, I think we really bonded over this shared experience of, of a wild ride pretty much from the very beginning and, uh, and no one changed. Everybody stayed the same and we're all still very close. And that's what makes something like 
uh, you know, a job like this ending incredibly bittersweet because not only do we not get to do this work together anymore, but we just don't get to be together in the same capacity anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the biggest loss, I think. Yeah. Well, and one thing you guys obviously got, there was a few things that went into it, but you, you know, Dan had known from the start how long this was going to be. And, you know, it wasn't like you guys got canceled. It was, you had the perfect opportunity to close up the story exactly how you'd like, which is of course the dream for any, uh, any TV show cast or creator. So I'm curious for you, had you been like kind of mentally preparing for a long time because you knew it was obviously you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah. I, I guess I held out hope that maybe we would do another season or something just selfishly because it's such a fun job and I love the people and, you know, the idea of saying goodbye, um, just was never going to feel good, mm-hmm. but I knew that this was Dan's plan always. And also there was no real way to sort of stretch it out anymore. It's like the story is being told, at a, at a, in a particular way and unfolding in a particular way that it just really would have been impossible to try and squeeze one more season out of it. So I, uh, yeah, I had come to terms with it a while ago that this would, this would end this way. Now, I'm curious about the scenes that you and Milo did for the finale, because we know that they were filmed a very long time ago. So what, what can you say about those when you guys filmed them? (laughs) I I watched it for the first time yesterday and truly had no recollection. It was one of the more bizarre experiences because, I mean, in my mind, I remember, yes, we did film these scenes and they were written and we filmed them, I believe, before season three or season four. I want to say it was season three. Um, so it was like before we started uh, this the, the season and the work that we were doing, we just sort of were like, they slayed it in and slotted in like, these random scenes and with the intention that they were going to be in the finale. And I thought, okay, um, I mean, I'm sure Dan has a plan for how this is all going to work. And I knew it was about capturing this, this sort of time capsule of the kids at a certain age. And I remember like thinking, oh, these are really beautiful scenes, but also could be a part of like any episode, which is (laughs) maybe why like they never sort of like stuck out in my mind like this is going to be in the series finale um so it was a revelation like with the audience watching it the other day going oh that's what we did I I truly just didn't remember it was so long ago yeah absolutely so I mean it's nice that he he they did tell you like Dan did tell you that these were probably going to be for the finale but it wasn't it didn't really affect your performance at that point because it was so many no. before. Oh my gosh. We had seasons of story yeah. left to tell and like the hardest part of the show left to do. Mm-hmm. So it was like, there was so much ahead of us that again, because, you know, it's like we were working with Mackenzie and Parker and Lonnie who played that, the, that, that age version of our children so often, it really didn't feel like anything out of the ordinary, even though Dan was like, this is going to be in the finale. Cause it was hard to compute what that meant exactly. And how exactly it was going to be used would, mm-hmm. were they just going to use bits and pieces of this for like a montage? Like, yeah. so it, it just, yeah, there was nothing like remotely emotional. It was like, okay, this is work like any other scene, any other like episode that we, you know, we do 18 of them each season. So there wasn't anything that like stood out about them. Right. Which is what I love about the finale ultimately is that, you know, this is a very 
simple, seemingly mundane, ordinary day in the life of the Pearsons, but it like just goes to illustrate the, the, the beauty of those moments and how important it is to sort of not necessarily just look at the bigger picture, but also like allow yourself time to appreciate those tiny moments as they're happening because they, they're, they're the sort of patchwork that make up those bigger moments mm-hmm. of, of a life well-lived. Yeah, of course. So obviously you're, you know, you, you and Milo created such a great bond off screen, but also, I mean, that's computed so well uh, to the viewers. So I'm curious what, what the last scene you shot with him was, what was that? What was that like? The last scene we shot was just a really simple scene in a toy store, picking up that, um, uh, um, pin the tail on the donkey game that had, had the family that looked like ours on, on the cover. So I, I was really glad because I knew we were going to like the way they would schedule things would mean that Milo and I would finish out the series together the same way we started things. And I was really appreciative that it was um, a scene that was so simple that didn't have any sort of emotional stakes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that it would be emotional just in and of itself because it was the end that I, I was like, oh, I don't want to really have to tell any story here. <laughs> like, right. And mess up an important scene, like a seminal, like it would have been impossible to do any of the train stuff with Milo at the very end. Cause I was already just a weepy mess and <laughs> yeah, it just, it wouldn't have worked. So I'm glad that they scheduled it that way. And, and, you know, Milo and I were like dealing with crying babies and I was like, <laughs> feels like an appropriate way to say, say goodbye. <laughs> Which is so funny because it wasn't an, emo- definitely wasn't an emotional scene, but it was an important one because that the cover of that game was like, it, as a viewer, it was like, oh my gosh, like how amazing is this? And it makes yeah. you kind of, comes together as a show which we've yep. been seeing them play this game since the beginning so I uh, feel like totally so totally important. it just it yeah it it obviously it meant a lot more in mm-hmm. the moment but like for us as actors it wasn't like oh this is the end all be all like very important piece of the episode <laughs> that is just going to be impossible to do because we know it's the last scene and it's just going to feel so weighted so thankfully that wasn't the case yeah how I mean now not to make it sad how were the train scenes because oh as a viewer, they were like, it was heart-wrenching to watch, but beautiful. So I'm curious what it was like to film. I mean, overall, it was impossible yeah. in a way, just because I remember reading it several times thinking, I, well, and feeling so overcome. And I, I just was like, how am I going to do this on the day? How am I not going to let my emotions as Mandy saying goodbye to this character, saying goodbye to this family, this job that I've loved so much, you know, coinciding with Rebecca, obviously saying goodbye to everyone in her life. Mm -hmm. How am I not going to let my (laughs) grief influence the performance? And the good thing was, it's like, I, I allowed myself like a moment, I think probably like the first take or rehearsal or something to like, whoo, like, really feel it, really listen to Gerald McCraney and like, let myself have that emotional response. And then, you know, as time went on and we were like really in the scene, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can be present. Cause I, I wanted it to be, you know, it's, it, there is some levity to it. There's like a real sense of like, I don't know, magical mystery tour, like Rebecca going through these, these, you know, train cars of her life. And it's almost, you know, her imagination and it's psychedelic. And there wasn't 
necessarily like a ton of outright emotion in, in moments there were. So I was like, I, I didn't, I, I didn't want that to anyway, be influenced by my own tears. So I would say the stuff with Milo was, um, was beautiful too. Cause it's like, I, gosh, I am just a ball of emotions. Oh. I looked at my partner of six seasons and was like, wow, we really did this together. Like we were mom and dad. And, um, you know, it was so easy to sort of be present and even to just take in what I was saying of like, I'm scared of the unknown. I don't know how to do this. It's like very much echoes, you know, in a way how, how you feel about the end of a very seminal part of your life. Uh And even though I take, you know, what, what Ron's character, William said in the, in the episode previous to heart, it's just, obviously if something does make you sad, it's because you really loved it while it was unfolding, while it was happening. And I think that's such a beautiful overarching sentiment of just the way we should approach life. And, um, this show just, I think captured that so beautifully, but, um, but yeah, it was, Sweet Milo had like a tissue ball <laughs> underneath the pillow for me because <laughs> the sh- and the shot was so close for both of us. It was trying to mirror the opening shot of um of the the finale episode where we're lying in bed talking to each other and I've just sort of woken up from this this dream about you know whatever and mm-hmm. um and each take Milo would like very gingerly help me flip the pillow over so you didn't see the tear stains. <laughs> So we're like, just trying to configure the pillow every take to make sure you couldn't see where Mandy had been crying. And he'd hand me my little wad of tissues to sort of sop up the tears. And, but it was like, it just was so indicative of our relationship and the way we always sort of supported each other and had each other's back. And it was effortless from the beginning. And it was effortless, like through the end. And I, I just like acknowledge that I'll never, ever have an on-screen partner like like Milo again just mm-hmm. it's just is so rare to connect with someone on that level and um so wordlessly in the way we approach the work and um it really it just was like in every way this job sort of was once in a lifetime yeah 100% so how how do you follow up a job like this i mean i know you're so focused on your music now as well but i'm curious like does this make you want to do more TV? Does it make you hesitant because it's going to be tough to find a group like this again? I mean, I will never find, none of us will find a group like this again. It will just be different and that's okay. Um, I, I feel like giving myself a little bit of time and distance to figure out what the next step is and ultimately something really different. I don't know what that is right now. I don't know how to define it, but obviously I think we've all sort of checked off the ensemble family drama and it won't get any better than this. So why not try our hand at something entirely, uh, entirely different. So I'm excited to take a moment and figure out what, what that is and hopefully something that is equally challenging and just, you know, yeah. a totally different direction. Of course. Did you take anything from set at the end? <laughs> I did. I, um, Milo and I walked through the, um, Pearson house set and it was, you know, already dark and cabinets were open and they were starting to like take things apart. Um, and we went and took some pictures off the wall 
just, they weren't going to, I mean, no one would notice. And I'm sure they were just going to throw them away. They were like, you know, silly pictures of like family photos of ours. Um, but I love them and they mean something to me. So we took the photos off the wall and put the empty frames back up. And then, um, I got the Steelers Jersey from the Super Bowl episode, um, and my moon necklace and my wedding ring. Nice. Oh, those yeah. are great things to take. Those yeah. are very, very meaningful. It's great. Yeah. Um, all right. So every, every one we do, we want to, we kind of wrap up with some, some silly questions. So I want to sure. ask you these, um, what is the question that people ask you the most? What is the question that people ask me the most? That's a good, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess right now it's, uh, has to do with the show. Oh, probably like, did you ever, <laughs> did you ever imagine, like when you signed up for the show or auditioned for the show that it would become what it was. People mm. love to ask that. And it's like the obvious, the <laughs> obvious answer is absolutely not. I mean, I think everyone and their, their mother would have probably auditioned for This Is Us had they known that it was going to become what it became. So yeah, we, you just, there's no, when, when something sort of becomes this cultural touch point in the way that our show did very, very quickly, it's like, yeah, there's just no gauging yeah. the response that people would have to any given project. Of course. It's so rare and you can never gauge it because sometimes oh. we watch pilots that are like, this is going to be incredible. And then it's canceled after eight episodes. So you just yeah. never know in this exactly, exactly. Um, The TV show in history that you wish you were, had been part of. West Wing. Oh, good one. Yeah. yeah. West Wing is just like a consummate favorite of mine. I feel like I revisit it every couple of years. Just the the writing. I love politics, like those actors, the walk and talks. I've heard that they had extraordinarily long days. Ken Olin, who directed 40 some odd episodes of our show, did um, some West Wings back in the day. And he was like, yeah, those those hours were no fun. Those actors really were put through it. So, um, but still, oh, it just, nothing is the West wing. Yeah. A hundred percent. What would people be surprised that you watch, whether it's like a guilty pleasure or not so guilty pleasure? Oh my gosh. I wish I had something. I cannot, I, I like, I fall asleep at seven thirty, eight <laughs> o'clock because I'm just an old woman and I put my kid down and I just can't stay home. <laughs> my poor husband, he's like, let's watch something. And we get into bed and like get the iPad already. And it's like five minutes later, I'm out. So I wish I had a guilty pleasure. I would like willingly shout it from the rooftops. I just, I have, I, I wish I had like the ability to stay up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> Truly. maybe now you'll have a little bit more time. Oh yes, exactly. With the show ending, maybe I'll find some time to, to get a TV show habit. Um, what hobby would you be doing if you didn't have your day job? I would definitely be hiking more. I love hiking. I love being outside. And, you know, we live in Southern California with pretty incredible weather year round and mountains everywhere. So yeah, I would, I would definitely, um, I'd be outside a lot more. Amazing. Um, what is the one food that you can cook very well? Oh, nothing. I, I'm, I mean, I can't mess up uh, some scrambled eggs for, for Gus, like that's his favorite scrambled eggs and pancakes, um, French toast, like breakfast. I got, I got on lock anything else. I'm, 
I really have to like practice and pay attention. I'm not one of those people who's like, what do I have in my refrigerator? What's in my cabinet? Let me see what I can concoct. Like <laughs> I need to follow a recipe to a T to feel like I it's remotely edible for someone. <laughs> um, and then lastly, besides This Is Us, what show are you rooting for this Emmy season? Besides This Is Us, um, oh gosh. I don't even know what's eligible because I told you I don't really watch anything. Yeah. Um, oh man, I wish I had something top of mind. I don't know. I haven't seen the new season of Russian Doll, but I love the first season and I love Natasha Leone. So I, I'll root for her if that's eligible. I don't it even is, know yes. what. Okay, great. I love her and I yeah. love, I'm sure I will love the second season whenever I get around to seeing it. You will love it. You will love it. I'm sure I've heard amazing things. Yes. Absolutely. Mandy, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you and congratulations on, on this is us. I mean, what a great way to wrap it up too. So great. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. That's Mandy Moore, star of this is us, the NBC series that ended after six seasons on Tuesday night. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. The Award Circuit Podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. Until next time, for Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit.